This is episode 324 of the Beyond the Food Show. If I tell you how you do one thing is how you do everything. Do you want to know more? Stay tuned. Welcome to the Going to Beyond the Food Show, the only podcast that teaches you how to reshape your mind, not your body, to make your life better, bigger, and bolder, your undieted life. I'm your host, Stephanie Dodier, reformed dieter, nutritionist, and coach. You ready? Let's do this. Hello, welcome back. What a teaser of an intro, eh? How you do one thing is how you do everything. This is one of the coaching concepts that I bring in either with my coaching client or my student, and I always get this reaction. Oh my God, this is so true. This awareness to this way our brain and our body works, how we do one thing is how we do everything, has literally change hundreds with a big S clients lives both my student and my coaching client I'm going to blend this all in and this is a bold claim and I'm totally honoring it because it is so true and this is what I wanted to bring to the going to beyond the food show these coaching concepts taken from how the brain works and my observation and my very small area of focus in my practice, which is women who have been in diet culture for a long time and all the pattern they onboard and how to untangle the suffering that diet culture has created. Like I work in a coaching small focus area, which allows me to observe, I want to say thousands of women and I seeing things that people that are in general practice won't see and observe. So my coaching is so focused and it creates ripple effect. And one of the most powerful coaching concept is this one that I'm going to teach you today. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Now, I'm going to jump right in, but I want to give you some statistic here from my audience on social media. A couple weeks ago, I was already thinking of how I'm going to teach you this concept on the podcast without you having all my other resources. So one of the things I did is I went on Instagram and I asked a question to the people following me, how long, how many years have you spent restricting yourself without details, like how long have you been restricting yourself in order to shrink your body? And I gave them four choice, less than five years, five to 10 years, 11 to 20 years, or 20 plus years. 91% of the women following me on social media said 20 plus years. And I bet you if I have the capacity to do that for a podcast listener, I would probably have the exact same result. Is that you? Have you spent 20 plus years restricting yourself in all the ways possible in order to shrink your body? Raise your hand. If you're in the car, take one hand off the wheel and raise your hand. 
it's probably 90 plus percent of you. You are my people. (laughs) You're just like my client. And you're like my professional student as well, who are learning to do what I do. So I need to teach you this because it's going to change your life. You ready? How you do one thing is how you do everything. I'm going to bring it down to something actually more concrete so we can really dig in understanding the concept here. How you relate to food is how you relate to life. Let that sink in a bit. How you relate to food is how you relate to life. When I use the word relate, I mean how you connect to food, how you think about food, what you believe about food, your pattern of eating, how you relate to food, if you expand your lands, is also how you relate to life in general. Let's go even more narrow. For example, when you used to feel out of control with food, or perhaps that's you right now, you feel, quote, out of control with food, perhaps because you can't fit in your pants, you think you've gained weight, you don't feel great in your stomach because you're not eating the best way possible to support you, and you say to yourself, quote, I can't control myself. What you are doing in this moment, you're saying that to yourself, but you're also thinking, example, I don't think I'm good enough to nourish myself. I shouldn't trust myself. I can't trust myself. And when you're saying these things, these thoughts in your brain, when these thoughts floats in your brain, because they do, that you are aware or not, that you're having these thoughts, they're there. They're there floating in your brain. You affirm that you can control yourself and you repeat that to yourself literally hundreds of times a day. Again, that you're aware of all the thoughts floating in your brain or not. I am telling you, as a former dieter, former diet culture supporter, these thoughts have floated in your head thousands and thousands of times. And the consequence of these thoughts in relationship to food is back then or maybe now, you're looking for way to control yourself, right? So you look for a meal plan, a diet, a list of good and bad food, and then you adopt this external control, and then it works for a bit until it doesn't. And then you start craving the forbidden food, you start thinking obsessively about the food you shouldn't be eating or the one that's not on the list, and you start doubting your hunger. And if you've been restricting for 20 plus years, doubting your hunger is just a state of life right? You're always questioning your hunger. And then the whole attempt to control doesn't work anymore because it stops working. That's the whole diet stuff, right? It works until it doesn't work. Then you're back to being out of control. So you start repeating to yourself again, I can't control myself. I'm not good enough to be trusted. And then you go on this cycle 
for years, 20 plus years, right? Decades. For decades, you repeat to yourself thousands of times, I can't be trusted, I can't control myself, all coming to like an overall line of thinking, I am not enough, fill in the blank. Now, as I said, that you are aware or not, these thoughts are there. Now, most of us, when we're knee deep in thy culture, we don't know, we're not aware of all the thoughts and all the spinning we're doing in our brain. Now, depending how much personal work you've done, you may have started to practice more mindfulness and start being aware of your thought. You may realize to some extent what you're thinking about yourself. But what happens that you are aware of it or not, these thousands of thoughts floating in your brain over decades built into self-belief. Beliefs are not true. They're not facts. Beliefs are thoughts that you've been thinking for hundreds of thousands of time that now have become what you think is a truth. You live from the belief that I am not enough, fill in the blank, or I can't be trusted. And that becomes your truth that you believe about yourself. And you think it in relationship to food, but it also shows up in many other areas of your life. Let's look at another part of our life that we all have in common here, our relationship to movement or exercise, right? So when we were taught to, quote, shrink our body, we have been taught to use exercise as a way to burn calorie, right? So we have a long history (laughs) with movement. Again, if you're in your car, raise your hand. (laughs) If you're crossing somebody else on the road that's raising your hand, another woman, just maybe listening to that podcast too here. So movement had become a tool to control our weight. So, and we were in and out. We were working out to lose the weight. And then when we, the diet didn't work and we become depressed again, and then we stopped moving and we went through that cycle for decades. And we thought that the reason why we didn't show up to moving our body or we didn't use our gym membership or we paid a trainer and we don't show up is because something is wrong with us. I can't be trusted. I can't be trusted to like buy a gym membership. See, I've done it for like the last 10 years. I buy a gym membership and I don't show up nine out of the 12 months or I paid for this trainer and I cancel all my session and I end up losing all this money can't be trusted. And again, we build the same belief that we did with food, or we take the belief with food and we're like proving to ourselves, look, it's true. It's also with movement, right? Here's another evidence that I'm not enough. I can't be trusted and so forth. So what was that first just with food and movement expands beyond that, right? It gradually shows up 
in all the part of your life because your brain doesn't have compartment to say, okay, I'm going to think about food this way. And for example, I'm going to think about money this way. Like for an example, I can be trusted with money. I can be trusted with investment in myself. Money is easy. Money is abundant in my life. Even if I don't have it now, I'm going to have it at some point. I can trust life. I can trust myself with money. And I bet you, if you've never reflected on this right now, your brain is like, holy crap, (laughs) this is true. I think about money the same way I think about food. Look into your relationship now. Do you think of your relationship like a place where you need to prove yourself that other people need to be controlled? I can't be trusted neither. Like think about your relationship and expand it. Think about all other areas of life. Now listen, I get it. The reason why I can think or I can talk about this pattern of living and this pattern of thinking to that level of depth and details it's because I've been there knee deep in it with you and here's the funny thing it's because of one of you one of my client about eight years ago when I used to have a traditional clinical nutrition practice where I was seeing client the like short session and I wasn't coaching. It's because of her. And I've told that story on my other podcast on Diet Your Coaching. I think it's podcast number three. This woman changed me personally and professionally because when she was telling me why she wanted to work with me and she was telling me all the areas of her life she was struggling in, it's like she was talking about my life. And I had the realization in that moment, eight years ago in my clinic, holy crap, it's not just me. <laughs> For at that stage, I was 40, 41 years old or some around the beginning of my 40s. For 30 plus years, I had the belief it was only me because nobody talked about this stuff back then, right? We're just starting now to talk about it publicly. And I thought, oh my God, like my life is twisted and my life is like screwed up and I must be the only one because diet works for all of those people. I'm the only one who doesn't work and I'm the only one who's struggling with this. And then she was telling me, it's almost like she was talking, telling my life, but coming from her. And that's when my career started to shift and that's how Beyond the Food was born Because how we do one thing is how we do everything. How we relate to food, which was my focus at that point, I realized in that moment, oh my God, it's not just me who struggle in the same way with all these other parts of my life. And then I went on for six months and started asking deeper questions to all my clients, which were mostly women, and I realized it was all of them. So the self-belief that we have created by repeating ourselves 
thoughts about ourselves, I can't trust myself, I am not enough, becomes what we think is the truth about us. And then the brain continued to do its human brain thing. And there's a system of survival in our brain called cognitive bias. And that system is there to prevent danger. So that system, the cognitive bias, starts looking for proof of your belief to show you how true they are. So the thought that became a belief that I can't be trusted, I'm not enough, you start looking at life for these evidence. So the way that I coach my client with that is imagine a pair of glass. The, this self-belief and this, the cognitive bias is like every morning you put on a pair of glasses that make you look at life in the way I'm not enough, I can't be trusted. Right? It's like you're wearing a pair of glasses, I can't be trusted. And the, it's like a pair of pink glasses. And then you look through life and everything comes to you pink. Or in our case, everything comes back to us, proving us that I'm not enough, I can't be trusted. And then the self-belief becomes stronger and stronger to the point where we think that the glasses we're wearing is just the way life is. Here's another example of this, completely outside of food and movement. Imagine when you think about life in general and you feel overwhelmed with life. Who has not been there? right? All the things we have to do, all the responsibility we have, all the needs that we need to take care of for all the other people, right? And you have this constant overwhelmed feeling and anxiety that runs in your life. This feeling of overwhelm and anxiety is in fact a signal that like there's too much going on right? Your body's trying like softly knocking at the door. I don't know if you can hear that. Softly knocking at the door saying, hey, you're overwhelmed. There's too much going on. And you're not listening. So the body's like, okay, we're going to create a little bit of anxiety here. Hopefully she's going to get it. Like, like she's got to slow down. She's going to stop taking care of everyone. And you don't listen. Because you have the belief I can't trust myself. No, there must be something wrong. Like, there must be something wrong as to why I have anxiety. My body is just broken. So I'm not going to trust the signal. I'm going to actually dissociate from my body. Personally, me, I was completely dissociated from my body because I couldn't feel all the emotion I was feeling. My body was screaming at me for like 30 plus years And I wasn't listening. And the way to survive that is I dissociated from the sensation in my body. So you either keep trying harder or you completely stop feeling what goes on into your body because you have the belief, I can't trust me or my body. Does that land with you? (laughs) Typically, when I use this example with my client, it lands really hard. Because again, you think you're the only one, but I'm here to tell you 
hundreds of client after hundreds of client, it's the same story. Because that's how human managed to survive diet culture, restriction. And we create these beliefs in order to survive our environment, the social construct, and the system of oppression. It's not your fault. Nothing's gone wrong. Now, there's a way to change this. When we coach the step one, I'm going to give it to you right now. The step one is being aware of the self-belief that you have and the glasses that you wear. That's what we did today, right? I showed you how was what was starting first with food and then exercise and then body spread to your whole life. I gave you plenty of example generally because I'm not in a one-on-one relationship with you. And I've gave you some analogy about the glasses. So the first step is for you to reflect on this. Take time to listen to this podcast, perhaps listen it again in a week from now and start observing your life. Are you wearing these glasses? And then if you come to a place saying, yeah, that's me, I'm wearing these glasses and oh my God, I thought I was alone. It's all the other women like me and it's not my fault and there's a way out. If you're there, step two is consent. Are you willing to do the work that is required for you to change the glasses you wear. Now, the human brain, your human nervous system, doesn't want to change. Humans don't like change. (laughs) We just don't for many reasons of survival. So you have to intentionally decide, yes, and I'm gonna coach myself, my human brain, my human nervous system, to change these glasses that I'm wearing. I'm going to rebuild another self-belief about me. Just like I built the one I can't trust myself, now I'm going to build I trust myself. I am enough. And then if you agree and you consent that you have to do this work and I'm willing to do this work, then with compassion you're going to gradually take off the current glasses. I don't trust myself. I'm not enough. And you're going to put on new glasses every day, right? You're going to build a new belief about yourself that is going to apply to all aspects of your life. Now, my recommendation is that you start with food, Many women are here because they stop dieting. That doesn't mean they're intuitive eater. Okay? You may be in an intense rebellion phase with food. That doesn't, because you stop restricting, that doesn't mean you trust yourself with food. These are two different worlds. So my recommendation is that you follow the intuitive eating process. It's a process that has been studied. I've got a ton of podcasts on it in around 199 to now that talk about the process of making peace with food called intuitive eating. I want you to take the area of your life of food and build up in this one area, build back up your trust with food. 
I want you to go through the process so you can come to a place of saying, I can trust myself with food. And then you're going to expand that. You're going to go to the, what my friend Kelly Deal says, the roadmap to shame, all the areas in our life where we feel ashamed, food, movement, body image, we are going to reverse engineer the roadmap that got us to where we are. And we're going to follow every area of our life where we feel shame. And we're going to go and clean it up and rebuild trust. Food first. Second, movement or body image. Go back and build a new belief that you can trust yourself, that you are enough. And then by itself, your brain will start expanding the belief, I can be trusted, I am enough, to all other area of your life. In the same way that it did the reverse 20 plus years ago. As you keep wearing the glasses with food, with movement, and with body image, wearing these glasses that you are enough, that you can be trusted, will become the default glasses you wear also in your relationship. When you think about your family, when you think about money, you will have these glasses on default. You will have the belief that you are enough, that you can be trusted. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. When you believe and act in a way where you trust yourself, how you do one thing is how you do everything. You're going to trust yourself. You're going to think of yourself as being enough in all area of life. And that's what I call the undieted life. A life where you know your power for a fact because you have the belief that you are enough, that you can be trusted. That's how your life becomes better, fuller, and bolder. All right, my friend, how you do one thing is how you do everything. I hope understanding and seeing this concept in your life will help you create your version of your undieted life. Love you, and I'll see you on the next podcast. If you are loving what you're learning on the podcast, you have to come and check out Undiet Your Life. This is where we get to hang out together, where you get the individual help applying the concept thought on the podcast while learning new coaching tool that will make your life even more amazing. It's also where you get to apply the learning to think better, eat better, and feel better and create your undieted life, your better, bigger, and bolder life. Go to stephaniedoze.com forward slash join. I'd love to have you join us inside of Undiet Your Life, and I'll see you on the other side.